0: Hello, world. This is Roger Corvall, and this is For the Hope. Here, we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. What does it mean to understand and live a successful life? To be sure, I've run into people who don't think in terms of success. In fact, we're even afraid to. But probably what is more common is that we often think of success in terms of ends rather than means. And I imagine you could easily guess which one of those is consistent with Bible, but it's a sort of trick question because it's kind of both and neither. And what should we not just know, but do? Hey Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Sunday Reflection, where we pause our Monday through Saturday reading through the Bible in a year time together to consider our life and work stories in a little different way, including this idea of, well, real success. Today I'm drawing upon a book from Walter Brueggemann called Remember You Are Dead, and indeed Brueggemann points out right up front that someday we will all die, <laughs> in the words of country singer Tim McGraw, We should live like we were dying. But what does it mean to understand and live a successful life? Well, believe it or not, that idea, what it means to understand and live a successful life is the very definition, or at least the biblical definition, of wisdom. Wisdom, biblically, refers to the practical skills associated with understanding and living a successful life. And if contrast is the mother of clarity. Let's also make it a point to consider what is not biblical wisdom, or as Brueggemann p- puts it in, in, in an argument. He says the dominant alternative to biblical vision, which we may term modernity, has roots that go back to the Renaissance and Reformation, which came along with the rise of science and became dominant with the positivism of the Enlightenment. This entire intellectual development, of which we are inescapable heirs, has championed unfettered autonomy and has regarded the any authoritative tradition as its enemy and as the enemy of autonomous freedom. Do you have that? Did you catch that? The cultural waters we swim in are steeped in valuing unfettered autonomy and consequently defines the enemy as any authoritative tradition. And that is nearly diametrically opposite a Christian worldview, right? Which is grounded in what we've heard of as the fear of the Lord, which, as Brueggemann concludes, he says, indeed, the faith of Israel intended to counter doubt with its appeal to authoritative Torah, meaning teachings. Its response to any notion of individual autonomy was the prior claim of the community, And he concludes, authoritative teaching and the priority of community are central aspects of biblical faith that are resisted and countered by modernity. So what do we do, my friends? How do we learn to understand and live a successful life? Well, first, the fear of the Lord, that phrase which you see in the Bible and particularly in the Old Testament, in fact, is or contains emotional fear if you're on the wrong side of God's perfect holiness, kind of like Isaiah being ushered into the throne room of God and, and going, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. But it's also more than that, or rather it's not, it's not that for believers. It's better understood as reverence or awe, something in response and as it relates to wisdom, or skills, or successful living, it's a right relationship with the very thing, or rather, the very God, that is the basis of the ordering of everything. Right? Even rationality and reason aren't ultimately, ultimately possible without the existence of a single point of reference, like God. And this is exactly what the Bible says. Proverbs famously says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So wisdom then isn't the acquiring of knowledge or the accumulation of data it's a long-term patient discerning attentiveness to the character and quality of life to the sustaining interrelations that appear to the peculiar ways in which life comes to fruition, and in which promises are kept, in which pathologies cost, and in which healings happen. You can see then that knowledge isn't wrong, it's just incomplete. In fact, I'm guessing that you, like I, have known someone that isn't so educated but happens to be quite wise. They've developed skills. Do you have that? Did you catch that? Wisdom, or shall I say true success, is both knowledge and skills. But as we read, the beginning of all of that is knowledge. Now, here's the kicker. We are not developing it deeply here today, but true understanding isn't separated from action. This is biblical. Put another way, true understanding is obedience. And now we get to why the patterns of cultural modernity are at odds with godly wisdom and living. And if we are obedient, aligned with God, whose very nature and character is Trinitarian, meaning relational, being made in his image and becoming more like Jesus is not just being obedient like Jesus, it's also doing it relationally, in community, which again is at odds with unfettered autonomy And short-sighted aphorisms like, knowledge is power. So let's close with a final provocative question. Is Is there an end to wisdom? Or to use the word success, wisdom is synonymous with living a successful life. And is there, therefore, an end of success or to success? And Brueggemann concludes the answer is yes that fear of the Lord isn't just a careless slogan or a dumb moralism. It's an allusion to a whole other way of life, rooted in the reality of God's purpose. And my friends, that purpose, that outcome, that success, that end, is not more of my own autonomy. Rather ironically, it is praise. Praise. Wisdom culminates in praise. The successful life is one lived as a life of praise to the one who creates and sustains and redeems and restores. And the irony of obedience is that such knowledge is the beginning, but it's not the end of the whole caboodle. Its end is a response born on the wings of overflow, which flows from being caught up in the arms of mercy and grace his mercy and his grace are the means of success but the end well the end is praise how could we do anything but i love you my friends amen amen